You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. This episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. And after this podcast, football won't stop. For another 17 weeks of regular season football, hopefully a lot more for the 49ers. This is the last preseason podcast. The season is upon us. Week one is almost here. The 49ers kicking it off at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully kicking it off at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Some air quality questions now creeping into the equation along with everything else that's gone on this preseason. Why not Right, one more thing that could potentially screw up the start of this season for the 49ers? So a little bit more on that. Kyle Shanahan will talk about uh, the contingency plans in place in case the smoke from the wildfires puts that AQI up over 200, which is the limit the NFL has set to be allowed to play a game and for the 49ers to be able to to practice, and that's not up to the team. It's up to the NFL. So more on that with Kyle Shanahan. We'll, we'll hear from Kyle about a number of things. The injury report, Debo Samuel, is officially listed as out now. We'll have the rest of the injury report. We'll hear from Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator, about defending the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, George Kittle, some of the matchups he's facing in this game, and Richard Sherman's future. He's already got it planned out. He knows how long he's going to play, what he's going to do when he's done. I'm excited, man. I'm so glad to not do any more podcasts about what could happen on the field and get to break down what actually did happen on the field, which I will do Monday following the opener in week one. I'm pumped up for NFL football. I know you listeners are, and I'm so glad you guys came with me all off season long. As crazy as this off season was doing this podcast daily was sometimes a challenge, and I'm really glad that there's some actual football coming that we can break down here uh, all week long and all season long on Locked On 49ers. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock and go subscribe to my other podcast that I co-host with former NFL scout Matt Williamson, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. It's a brand new show that launched last week and we're bringing you NFL coverage, league-wide coverage daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show available on the same podcast app that you are listening to this program right now. The 49ers injury report, bad news, Debo Samuel is officially out for this week. They had held out hope. They were trying to get him on the practice field. Not going to happen for week one, so Debo Samuel will miss the opener Sunday. And Jason Verrett's the only other player for the 49ers that is listed as out. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury this week. And uh, it's, it's so unfortunate for Jason Verrett. It has to be something with him. He starts to look so good. And you start getting excited. Maybe there's an extra starting cornerback there on the roster that uh, that we couldn't count on before. And again, you can't count on on Jason Verrett being healthy. And, and I'm sure he's the most frustrated. Uh, you know, as as frustrated as fans are about not getting a chance to see Jason Verrett on the field, I'm sure he's the most frustrated person in the world about all the injuries he's had to deal with in his NFL career. But it's a hamstring, not a major injury. Hopefully, he can come back from that. And uh, we'll see something that's near peak Jason Verrett because peak Jason Verrett is an awesome football player, and that would be so fun to see. So my guess, Emmanuel Mosley will be that starting right corner. Who's going to start at wide receiver, though, in Debo Samuel's 
absence. Uh, really three main candidates, I think. I mean, when they go three wide, if they start the game with three wide receivers, Trent Taylor's going to be out there in the slot. I have a feeling. But in 21 personnel, and they've got two wide receivers on the field, Brandon Ayuk, limited in practice, but has been practicing. It's The arrow's pointing up for Brandon Ayuk to be able to play. He is officially listed as questionable, as is center Ben Garland. I don't know if he'll start even if he does play. Kyle Shanahan didn't really want to say and tip his hand on who would be starting. I, I fully believe Kendrick Bourne's going to be on one side. And so on the other side, it's either going to be Dante Pettis, most likely, or Brandon Ayuk. So that'll be interesting to see if they do let the rookie go ahead and start in his first NFL game, coming off the, the lack of practice and his hamstring injury. And by the way, if you're if you're looking for a sleeper player to put up some some statistics, maybe you got to pick up a guy on the waiver wire, you have some injury in your fantasy football league. I mean, I'm going to call it right now. Kendrick Bourne's catching a touchdown. So mark that down right here, about the five-minute mark of this podcast. The last prediction I will officially make before the 2020 season starts. And you know what? It could be a big game for Raheem Mostert. I think he's going to have a huge season anyway. But Tevin Coleman, also in the injury report, not injury-related, but he has a sickle cell trait. It was, it was one of the reasons why he thought about maybe opting out for the season. And uh, I believe it's his daughter that also has a sickle cell trait. And apparently, bad air quality is, is something that you have to look out for in that case. And so Tevin Coleman was held out of practice or held himself out of practice. I guess if, if the, uh, the air quality index, the AQI, gets over about 150, then that's when things start to, that's the trouble zone for someone like Tevin Coleman with a, a pre-existing condition like that. So that's why he uh, hadn't practiced this week and he's on the injury report, even though he didn't play. If the air quality is like it was today and apparently it was just under 200, I saw some numbers. I mean, on my phone, it told me it was over 200. Right now, currently 210, it says, is the, the AQI in Santa Clara. But apparently it was just under 200 and the 49ers were able to have a practice Friday. But if it's that number, then Tevin Coleman's not going to play. So uh, there, there's a chance that Mostert has to carry even more of a load than expected. And But the 49ers have Jeff Wilson could jump in there who will probably be in street clothes if Tevin Coleman doesn't does play. And if he does not play, then you have that extra running back that you can uh, throw onto the active 46-man roster. And... So the Niners are set at running back. They're going to be fine there. But uh, it's the Raheem Mostert show at running back. Really quick for the Arizona Cardinals, only one player on the roster is uh, was even eliminated at all at practice Friday and that will be out Sunday. That is rookie offensive tackle Josh Jones. He's dealing with an ankle injury, so he will not play. Everybody else, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, were both uh, limited in practice at some point, though they were listed as not injury-related as well. Uh, Max Williams was limited at one point in practice, the tight end, but all of them will play. By the way, an interesting note when it comes to Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, and now not knowing who's going to start at wide receiver, it'll either be Dante Pettis most likely and Kendrick Bourne, or potentially the rookie will get in there. But an interesting note here, I love this from Matt Barrows. Total regular season starts for Dante Pettis and Kendrick Bourne combined, who could be the top wideouts Sunday, 19. 19 total starts between the two of those players. The tally for their Sunday counterparts, Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, 358 starts. So that, uh, just to put that into perspective there about how much experience at wide receiver 
the Arizona Cardinals will be rolling out their Sunday versus the San Francisco 49ers. Next, we will hear from the coach about Debo Samuel, why he wasn't on short-term injured reserve to start the season, air quality backup plans, execution for week one without any preseason games, defending Kyler Murray. We're going to hear from George Kittle about his matchups in this game and Richard Sherman's future plans coming up, Locked On 49ers. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games, which are awesome. I love the condensed games. You can catch the entire Sunday's worth of games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial Today, NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you support you need where it matters most. That's definitely the one I need. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code Locked on NFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Use promo code Locked on NFL for $25 off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Head coach Kyle Shanahan on the podium Friday. The decision of Debo Samuel not playing this week when he could be back and if he is going to miss maybe a couple of weeks to start the season, why not put him on that new short-term injured reserve where he could miss three weeks and they could have an extra roster spot? Because um, we just we believed he had a good chance to play this week. Um, it didn't go the way we hoped, um, but it'll still be day-to-day going on that next week. And we felt there was a chance, so to make a decision to make a decision that would be three weeks when we thought he did have a chance, we didn't think that would be very smart. But we'll see how next week goes. How, how oh, and also, also, as something with the rules that because it happened before training camp started, which is considered non-football injury, all right, there was some reason we couldn't do that either. So There you go. Clear as mud. They're hoping he has a chance, and they thought he might have had a chance to get ready this week, so it's very close. That's odd with a broken foot, too. It's like, okay, it's, it's not healed today, but your foot's going to be healed tomorrow. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what they have in place, like what tests you have to pass to be cleared when it's something like a broken bone in your foot and you know hopefully Debo is 100% next week and he'll play weeks two through 17 of the regular season for the 49ers Um, maybe they'll have to hold him out for the next couple weeks but the fact they didn't put him on that IR 
was one of those things where I was thinking, well, of course they think he's going to play in the first three weeks or else they would have put him on that IR. But now that last bit that Shanahan said, maybe that wasn't an option anyway and you couldn't use him because it was an NFI injury and it wasn't a camp injury to put him on that short-term IR, which is really an arbitrary, strange rule for that IR designation. But anyway, Debo Samuel not playing week one. We'll find out next week about week two. After everything else, the last hurdle now that the 49ers have to get over is the air quality. Is the air quality going to be good enough for the 49ers to play? Could they swap home and home with Arizona at the last second, go play this game in Arizona, play that week 16 game in Santa Clara instead, uh, maybe move the time of Sunday's game potentially still practice not affected this week, but still not out of the woods. Um, we didn't have to tweak it. Uh, we would have if it got to 200, um, but it didn't. Um, so people with pre-existing conditions today, they couldn't practice uh, with it being just past 150. Um, if it happens Sunday, I mean, my understanding is if it gets to 200, that's when the NFL will start really discussing what to do with the game. I don't think that's my decision at all. I know it's not, thank goodness. Um, so we'll just see what happens. Hopefully it won't get there. Hopefully it'll be safe. Um, but got to see what the wind does. Assuming there is a game, and look, there's going to be a game. They'll figure out when, where, how to play this football game Sunday, whether it be in another state or another time of day, push it back a day. Maybe you get a Monday night football game out of this. There's no fans to move around, so it doesn't really matter just as long as the players get to the right place at the right time and play a game against each other. But what will it be like in this odd offseason with no preseason games? You know, I worry about the timeouts using it with just being rust, rusty and getting in and out of the huddle, substitutions and stuff where you can get caught where it, it looks like a certain personnel is on the field and we send in a personnel and you have the wrong one and then it's past 15 seconds on the play clock so you can't talk to, I can't talk to Jimmy then or um, Sala can't talk to Fred and that's when it kind of messes stuff up because you got the wrong stuff in there and you get better at that throughout reps and everything and going through it fast but there will be some... Um, I keep telling everyone, everyone wants to know if we're ready to play. I promise everyone's ready to play. Um, but it's the execution of the things that the players got to do on the field, the execution of the things that the coaches have to do. Uh, those are the things that sometimes when you're not as quick with it or you hesitate a little bit, you got to decide whether you want to use a timeout um, and burn it or if you just want to take that five yards. And, um, you know, that's, we usually decide that in the heat of battle and it depends on the situation. But hopefully everything will go perfect, which I never count on. It's what makes it even difficult for someone like Brandon Ayuk or some other rookies to get in there and play early, you know, uh, substitutions and motions and having all that stuff down and not having to make a team waste a time out because you weren't in the right place or lined up in the right spot. Uh, there's a lot of intricacies there. And so that can be very difficult for a rookie that didn't have a lot of practices. Judging by that Thursday night football game with the Chiefs and the Texans, yeah, things aren't going to go perfect. It's going to be a little bit sloppy, but that game didn't look like a preseason football game. So as long as you don't roll out there looking like the JV team and you're not ready to play ball, and I have a feeling the 49ers are going to be about as ready as any team in the NFL to go play. A lot of continuity on the team and just an angry group of guys with the way the season ended last year. One question I do have is it... and. I think it's going to be a buzzsaw. That's the way I think it's going to go. I don't think the 49ers are the type of, of human beings that they're going to look past their opponent in week one. But the whole idea of running it back, it's like you don't get a free pass and get to go all the way back to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's hard to get there. You've got to win every week. Uh, Fred Warner talked about that, getting 1% better every day. Um, I think they have the right mindset, and the Cardinals are going to run into a buzzsaw. But you, you hope the 49ers aren't super sloppy in week one, and you hope they're not you know, overlooking some of their early opponents and, and have an eye on February because you still got to get to February. 
How about the defensive play caller? Defensive coordinator Robert Sala. What are the difficulties and the coaching points defending an offense that features a quarterback like Kyler Murray and a head coach like Cliff Kingsbury? They find different ways to uh, attack you when you look at the perimeter and the inside, the both inside and outside. You know, they're um, they do a really nice job with formations and hiding their schemes. They do a really good job with their blocking combinations, their gap schemes, and all that stuff. So uh, you add the element uh, uh, of the quarterback, and they're very smart in how they use them. Um, and the fact that he's actually uh, usually you look at running quarterbacks, and they're they're not really good throwers. And this kid is. Uh, the more he played quarterback, the better he got. And uh, there's no doubt he could sit in the pocket and be Tom Brady if he wants to. Uh, not to put him on that level yet, but he can be. He can sit in the pocket and be an unbelievable pocket passer, or he can be a scrambler. He can be a runner. He can be whatever he wants. He's a very, very talented uh, uh, quarterback, and his sky's the limit, in my opinion. Did he drop a Tom Brady in there? <laughs> I think as soon as he said that, he's like, well, I mean, he was just using that as an example of a pocket quarterback, not the type of pocket quarterback that Kyler Murray is or even would be. But um, yeah, yeah, Kyler Murray, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's one of the big question marks in the entire NFL, that development. And there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league. Where will they be this offseason? Did they get a lot better this offseason without as many reps as a normal offseason, but maybe more time to study? Maybe someone like Kyler Murray benefited more from that than the reps. Who knows? Um, listening to Cliff Kingsbury, and I don't have the audio he didn't sound really excited about the outlook of his team earlier in the season. It was like kind of a lot of excuses. He was like, yeah, well, you know, it was a weird offseason. Might not be uh, really sharp to start the year. And a lot of reasons why they might not be good right away. And sometimes, like we just heard with Sala, there's coach speak and you don't want to be too high or too low. Or you might want to say the opposite of how you really feel because you don't want let people let people know anything. Uh, be a little bit too secretive sometimes. You know, sometimes you heap too much praise on a player. You call Kyler Murray Tom Brady just because you're trying to praise the other team's guy and you don't want to give them any bulletin board material, things like that. So I don't know how much you can look into some of those things, but um, I really like the 49ers' chances here from, you know, just a continuity perspective, how, the roster top to bottom. There's a lot of reason to like the 49ers as long as their mind is right. Uh, I think that's a really good line of seven points. I think the 49ers could smash that too. But the Cardinals are an up-and-coming team, and it's really a wait-and-see, like, what Cardinal, what's this team going to look like? I have no idea. What's Kyler Murray going to look like in year two? I don't know. It could be just another mediocre team, or they could be really, really good. And when it comes, it comes fast in the NFL. We saw it last year with the 49ers. So we'll find out Sunday what this 2020 version of the Arizona Cardinals will look like. Coming up, let's hear from Fred Warner. What was it like for him to be uh, in purgatory on the COVID reserve list for about a week and a half? Richard Sherman has some serious plans. At, like, he's got his life planned out. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't have tomorrow planned out, let alone three years from now. But Richard Sherman does. And uh, a lot of good matchups when it comes to George Kittle and how he will be defended by the Cardinals. This is the team captain portion of the program. Fred Warner, one of those players, being voted team captain. He seemed pretty excited about getting the nod for a team captain. Seven captains this year for the 49ers. Fred Warner, Richard Sherman, Eric Armstead on the defensive side of the ball and on offense is Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Mike McGlinchey, and Trent Williams. Uh, With Fred Warner, though, any ill effects? Doesn't seem like he's feeling with Fred Warner, though, it doesn't seem like he's feeling any ill effects from being on the COVID reserve list, he didn't go into any details about if it was him or somebody else that actually had COVID, but 
he's really happy to be off that list and activated before week one. I mean, you guys obviously know I either, you know, had it or was around somebody that had it, but, um, you know, I don't really want to get into the, the nitty gritty and the details behind it, but um, it, it it sucked. It did. It, being away from the team for 10 days, um, you know, it, it's hard knowing that, that you possibly like letting the team down, you know, everybody misses you and missing all that time. But uh, at the same time, I'm just grateful that it happened when it did and not during the season, um, you know, being back at the time that I'm, that I am able to get going for week one, that's a blessing. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, wasn't a fun process. Understandably, Warner didn't want to go into any details about that, but it, uh, it's huge for the 49ers that, you know, no ill effects, that he feels good that either he was asymptomatic or he maybe he didn't even have it at all. We'll maybe never know that, but he's back. Um, he's a captain. Uh, man, Fred Warner's going to do big things at, this year, I think, for the 49ers. He's already starting to get some recognition nationally now. He was number 70 on that NFL Top 100 list, which is a garbage list, but he did deserve to be there. And I think you're going to start to see more people paying attention to him and maybe vote for him more for some other things and potentially you know, a, a defensive team MVP MVP type of player and someone that is a pro bowler going forward. Like that's the career trajectory for Fred Warner and thankfully a healthy Fred Warner to start the season. Whether Debo suited up or not in week one, I think we all know George Kittle's the number one option in the 49ers offense, uh, for sure the number one passing option. He is their number one receiver and an all world tight end will block you into the turf, uh, can make you miss in the open field and, you know, Makes big plays after the catch, before the catch. He's a heart and soul type of player. Some good matchups in this game. I highlighted yesterday with the hosts of Locked On Cardinals, Bo and Alex, we talked about one of the matchups with the rookie linebacker, the top 10 pick, and uh, reporters have been asking the 49ers and players and coaches a lot about Isaiah Simmons all week long, but there's another matchup that George Kittle talked about and uh, famously calling out Baker from the sideline, Buda Baker, during last year's Arizona Cardinals-San Francisco 49ers game, and a lot of respect there between uh, these two players, and it's going to be another fun matchup. There's there's a lot of, and, and I think you have to focus, when you're playing the Niners twice a year, focus on versatile players that can match up with their running game and their passing game, and players out of the backfield, and guys like George Kittle. I mean, it's, it's a smart strategy for the Cardinals to add players like Buda Baker and pay him big money for what he can do for a defense and draft someone like Isaiah Simmons with all of his length and speed. There's a reason he led the NFL in solo tackles. There's a reason he just got the contract that he did because he deserves it. He's a hell of a football player. I mean, he's been to two Pro Bowls. The, um, I mean, he's a guy that I know honestly doesn't get enough recognition, but he's an incredible football player. I mean, me and him, have, we're going to have a great matchup. I mean, we're two really – we. We compete at a very high level. We have a lot of intensity, and we both love the game of football. I mean, what more do you want in a matchup? And whole game, if you have a 70-play game, that's, um, I mean, he's a safety that just does it all. Um, his mindset, like, I mean, I love watching Buddha play. Uh, that, that's just, he's a monster. I mean, he's all over the field. He is the guy that if you do not block him, he will ruin your day every single play. Like, the, the whole game, if you have a 70-play game, if you don't block him on 70 plays, he's going to make the play probably 70 times. That's just who he is. I mean, there's a reason he led the NFL in solo tackles. There's a reason he just got the contract that he did because he deserves it. He's a hell of a football player. I mean, he's been to two Pro Bowls. The, um, I mean, he's a guy that I know honestly doesn't get enough recognition, but he's an incredible football player. I mean, me and him, have, we're going to have a great matchup. I mean, we're two really we, – we compete at a very high level. We have a lot of intensity, and we both love the game of football. I mean, what more do you want in a matchup? 
I mean, can we just end the podcast there? How, how pumped up are you right now to watch Niners cards this weekend and watch that matchup of George Kittle versus Buda Baker? I mean, it's always must-see TV when George Kittle's on a football field anyway, but I mean, I'm just getting more and more jacked up as we get closer and closer to this season kicking off for the Niners. Let's, let's not end it now, though. Let's finish it up with Richard Sherman. Uh, and he actually learns from younger players on the team like George Kittle. And, and I, this is an amazing answer when Sherman was asked about what he can learn from other players, specifically the Niners' all-pro tight end. There's so much I learned from him day in, day out. You know, even, even the way he approaches practice every day with the same energy, the same conviction, the same detail. You know, it's, it's the moment you stop learning, the moment you stop being open to learning, the moment you stop, stop accepting, you know, teaching and coaching is the moment you should be done because you're not getting better and you're, you're about to get passed up. If this is an everlasting race, you know, in sports to, to get better and to grow and to, to elevate, the moment you stop learning, you stop elevating. And so there's, there, there are guys on the practice squad that I have questions for. I say, hey, what did you see on this? Because they had great reads on the play or they made a fantastic play or they freaking got in a hip pocket and they, they showed me something that I hadn't seen. That's the cool thing about football. You're always seeing something new. You're always seeing something you've never seen before. You know, and you can watch this game for 100 years and you'll be like, man, I've never seen a guy do that. Good advice from Richard Sherman there, both in terms of football and in life. Never stop learning. Uh, and when it comes to his football future, you can see why he would have had an offer. According to Matt Barrows, he's already gotten an offer to be in the broadcast booth whenever he wants to end his career. And according to Sherman, it looks like he's got that all planned out. And some of that introspection, I think, comes from Richard Sherman himself staring at his, the end of his own career, thinking, ah, maybe this is potentially over back in 2018 when he injured his Achilles and then coming back from that and what he's learned and how he's gotten better from that point to what we saw last year and, and hopefully going forward for potentially the next few years if Sherm sticks around. I felt like I had to adjust and, and it gave me confidence because I was still able to get to some of the spots. Now, it was a lot more difficult to get to those spots and it was a lot more difficult to make the plays, but it wasn't impossible. And I, and I feel like once it's impossible, then, you know, you got to hang the cleats up and you got to be done because there's a certain standard that you have for yourself. There's a certain standard I play at. Um, and a certain expectation that I have for myself, if I'm going to go out there and strap up the cleats and, and stand out there and be a cornerback for this football team, I expect myself to play at a certain level. And if I play at anything other than that level, there's no reason for me to play. So um, I do I do believe that I, I have good years left in me. I you know I'm only going to play three after this. You know that's what the wife told me. So I don't I don't call any shots after that. So you know three years after this, if if you know the the good San Francisco 49ers would love to keep me on my ball this ball club, I'd love to be here, but. You know, after that, then I'm, I'm going to go into the booth. Sherman going into the booth, but uh, will he play those last three years with the 49ers? I don't know. That question is to be answered on another day. There has been some preliminary contract talks, though, between Sherman and the 49ers. We do know that. Will they be able to get a deal done? Will he stick around for the long haul? Uh, we'll find that out. But what we're really going to find out is what this 49ers team looks like in 2020. Week one is coming. It's almost here. Football is happening. I'll be back right here Monday to break it all down first thing in the morning for you. I'm recording Sunday night. Like We're going to have Monday podcasts in the morning and most days of the week in the morning going forward here during the season. Schedule got all out of whack in the offseason, but uh, I like to have these podcasts for you first thing in the morning. Definitely Mondays after those Sunday football games will be that right here. Locked on 49ers.